This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. And we are live. Welcome to Force of Light Entertainment. I'm your host, Michelle, and with me, as always, is my co-host, my sister, Natalie. Hello, everybody. Yes, and hello, REC Craig S. in the chat. Hello to you. Good to see you in the chat, and we'll wait for some more to come in. But uh, those of you listening on podcast version, uh, we welcome you too. Yes, even hello though, to you too. Even though we, oh, and hello to the Scarif Scuttlebutt podcast. Always good to have the Scuttlebutt Yes, here. it is. It is always nice to have the Scuttlebutt, which they have their live show, I believe, tonight. Uh, you can tell me, row in the chat what time you guys is. Check it out. Don't miss it. Be there. Be square, yes, as def- I always say. Yes, definitely subscribe to the Scarif Scuttlebutt podcast. And this is episode 53. And those of you listening on podcasts, we are combining. You are getting the live version, so we will have some interaction if you're wondering what we're talking about here. Or who we're talking to. <laughs> yeah, so that that is that. Uh, we just did one show this week because of Thanksgiving. And we've got him. Hello to Mark Shabby Geek. In, hello, Mark. And that's another channel everyone needs to check out. Absolutely. Yes, hello, Blue Harvest Vintage Toys, another hello. channel. And he- hello to Nicole. Hello, hello, how are you? Hello, Nicole. And we've got, uh, we don't want to oh, I miss out. one. Yes. Yes, Bubba's, Bubba's Toy, Toy Box. Box. Good to see you. Thank you all for being here. Yes, awesome. Okay, so 7.15 Eastern Standard Time, 6.15 Central Standard Time for the Scuttlebutt Podcast for their live discussion on this episode. And hello to you, General Kane, and to Vader Girl. Hey, Kat. And we've got our one guy from Greece. How are you doing? Yes, good to see you and RFB in the house. Well, thank you to everyone in the chat. And those of you listening on podcast, thank you for joining us via podcast. And please subscribe to our podcast and our YouTube channel if you have not. And go ahead, those of you guys in the chat, hit the thumbs up button or those of you watching later. Hit that subscribe and thumbs up. But we are so excited to continue. And hello to Michael Campbell in the chat. I see you in there. And hello, RFB. Yes. I enjoyed seeing you on uh, To Me Too. Oh, To Med Too. To Med Too. She's still calling To Me Too. I just call him Michael. My gosh. But anyways, so we hope you guys had both listening and watching. We hope you guys had an awesome Thanksgiving. We had a great Thanksgiving and great time. And at, that's at a restaurant. <laughs> we went out to eat. Uh, that is our family's our uh, tradition. Our tradition. It has been for quite a while. We like it, guys. Yes. So that's what we do. But also, we hope that is why we are now doing this on Sunday, even though we usually do it on Saturday. So thank you guys for understanding the Thanksgiving. So yes. we hope you guys had an awesome Thanksgiving. Got to be grateful for the time with family and turkey. Yes. Who's not grateful for family and turkey? And sometimes family is turkey. It's it's the little things. (laughs) It is. Well, thank you guys for joining us today. We will go ahead and, and get started because today we are so excited to be talking about Chapter 13 of The Mandalorian titled The Jedi. So join the conversation and let's talk. The Mandalorian. Oh, and we've got some more. And thank you very much for the compliments. Yes, thank you guys for the lovely compliments. But chat, we're excited to get discussing this with you guys. So we will begin, as always, with our initial thoughts of the episode. And I can tell you this, Natalie and I actually watched this together uh, first thing Friday morning because yes, we were... we did. We I was were, not even fully awake yet. We were... All, in fact, I came up... Kind of like it was Christmas morning because we were in the same house. So she comes up and she's like, Natalie, it's, no, it's time. This, it's time. This is literally what I did. I took him and I put his hands on her in the bed and I said, wake up. It's Mandalorian time. So we went downstairs. She said, get your butt out of bed, Natalie. Yeah, because Just we had kidding, we but. had to watch The Mandalorian. Uh, I mean, the best episode Mandalorian ever. It was Christmas. Yeah, it was it was very good, Michael. Super good. So that's how we started and we watched. But anyways, our initial thoughts, I was kind of blown away. And as I told Natalie and as I tweeted out on our um on our Twitter account, 
This is the first time the Mandalorian almost left me speechless and needing to process and needing to think through what I had just watched. And I don't mean that in a bad way. Yeah. I mean that in a, in a that was awesome way. And the possibilities, the doors that just that could have opened are now endless. Right. And I just absolutely loved it. So Natalie, what were your initial thoughts? Fantastic episode. Yeah. I mean, fan freaking tastic episode. Uh, Ahsoka did not disappoint. No, no. And I love, and we'll just begin to move on. We've kind of, that's our initial thoughts. We thought it was awesome. But. Freaking awesome. Yeah, freaking awesome. So opening scene, guys. I mean, come on. They, we've, we've heard the rumors. We heard that Rosario Dawson had been cast who was kind of, as soon as they mentioned her years ago, I was like, she yes. would be a, a fantastic Ahsoka Tano. I just saw it. You can see it. Yeah. Like, she has those those characteristics. She can nail it. So I love that they did not prolong us waiting any longer to see Ahsoka. Yeah. That the episode just begins, and it almost looked like the beginning of The Rise of Skywalker, but I quickly realized it was not. But it ends... Mark Shabby Geek is saying best episode ever. I mean, it's fantastic. It just, it truly is. Yes. yes. And they say Ahsoka was played to perfection. Totally. So, you know, we begin and all of a sudden we see, I mean, just a few seconds within the show, uh, the white blades, whoom, uh, sabers coming out. And I mean, Ahsoka just like a ninja yes. and using the force, using trees and using whatever she needs to just, I mean, she's slicing through these people and you're just kind of like, dang. I mean. <laughs> now, granted, okay, full disclosure, I have only seen Ahsoka in the last four episodes of, is it Clone Wars? Clone Wars. Uh, but We got to get her to watch Rebels. I, I still have to watch that. But seeing her in live action, it's like, is she like one of the strongest, like, most Force powerful? Users. Yeah. She, I mean, they would I say. I mean, it seems that way. They would say no, but I think there's zero doubt from her, the way she dealt with even uh, Maul in Clone Wars. And I think, I mean, she's very strong in the Force. I mean, and and so skilled as a a Jedi, even though I know she technically doesn't consider herself a Jedi anymore. But I mean, she's just, yeah. I mean, she wouldn't be considered the greatest, but to me, she is the embodiment of the Jedis. And I mean, she's just so strong in the Force. And, you know, they they show you, at first, you kind of just see the white blades glowing. But then when they're like, show yourself, Jedi, and you just see her. And it was just one of those <gasps> moments yes. as you watch this because this is a character that we've grown to absolutely love. And to finally see the White Blades in live action and Ahsoka step into the light and see Rosario Dawson playing this beloved character. And she looked fantastic. She I know. Did. I know Ro uh, from the Scuttle the Scuttlebutt uh, podcast. He had mentioned something that I hadn't thought of. He had said, "You know, it's kind of kind of risky. How will they How will they get her look down? Because this is a unique look." But, but they I did. mean, they nailed it. The only thing I will say from a makeup perspective, because if there's one thing I know, it's it's makeup. <laughs> but um, in the show, I know she is kind of like a purpley gray, kind of a grayish type lip going on. So they could have gone done the lip a little darker, but. But other than that, they nailed it. Yeah, uh, they they did, and that that's a good point, Natalie and Mark. Shab- of course, I noticed the lipstick. But- that she literally said that as we watched. But um, Mark Shabby Geek says uh, that she learned. Yeah, I mean, she learned from Anakin, Obi Wan, Yoda. I mean, yeah. she learned from the best. I mean, of that, the that's best. just what I'm saying. Is a new kind of Ahsoka. She seems incredible. And oh, and, and I want to say hello to Alberto. Hey, Alberto. Oh, hey, Alberto. Yes. Yeah, he actually pointed out something great. I listened to your show this morning, Alberto. And Alberto was, always has good shows. If you guys does. aren't subscribed, yes. go subscribe to Definitely him. subscribe to Radio Rebellion. Great show. Fantastic show. And I was great gonna br- insights. Yes, I was gonna bring him up later because he pointed something out that I wanted to also point out. Um, but Craig S says White Saber is greater than Dark Saber. I saw that. I have to agree. Yeah. I really do. To yeah. me, I mean those white sabers, they're just cool. They're yeah. they're clean, they're fresh looking, and it's just it's something we haven't seen before. Exactly. I mean, it's just it's awesome. And they're so bright. Yes. I, I absolutely love it. And hello to Scuba Pete is in the house. Scuba Pete. And he says, Scuba Pete says, Ahsoka's greeting gets five. Hoots, everybody. <laughs> Without a doubt. You are so right, Scooby. 100% it gets five hoots. So, 
I mean, that was just awesome. It might get 10 hoots, honestly. Yeah, so I just, I can't get any more excited. I've already watched this episode three times. I'm sure I'll watch it again. And it may be again. Yeah, I, I want to watch it again. Because. I watched, I've watched it twice. And we'll get into Ahsoka more. I mean, that intro, though. I mean, dang. And you see why, kind of in the beginning, you get, at first I was like, dang, she's kind of just killing people. But then you quickly understand, oh, well, these people are terrible. Oh my gosh, yeah. (laughs) So, I don't feel that bad anymore. Um, But anyways. She's the ultimate bad... Yeah. Bad person. Or who? Ahsoka. You know Um, what I'm trying to say. We can't cuss on this channel. (laughs) We are a PG channel, even though... We do. I think you feel me. We all know what she wants to say, and we agree. (laughs) But, but anyways, she is. You can say it for me in the chat if you want. Yeah, you can. He gives infinity hoots. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. It really is. And then Ahsoka the White. Yes, it remind me of that from the end of Rebels. So anyway, so we get Mando, and of course he has come to find Ahsoka, and he wanders into the town with little. Uh, and we see Baby Yoda, or, well, we'll get into his new name, but Baby Yoda for now. Him use the force at the beginning. Yes. And, of course, they go into the town. For his beloved toy. Yes. And Mando, of course, begins to put together this ta- kind of what's going on. I mean, people are literally being hung up at the at the front of the town, like being electrocuted. I, mean, I know. It's like kind of a more intense for... For the Mandalorians. It was. Like, this village, so oppressive. Yes. uh, Just so awful. You know, and you see off the get-go, that one guy with the two kids, you know, when Mando tries to speak to him, and he's like, please don't speak to them. And you can tell he's not being mean or anything. And you quickly see it's like, he could, like, die, get killed or something just for, like, interacting. I mean, that's how controlled they are and under the, like, dictatorship they are. Yes, and we find out at the end of that episode that that particular man was, like, the yes. ruler of the village before. Yeah, uh, good guy. That they came in. So we get Mando, and, of course, Mando gets tasked, as he always gets tasked with something, he gets tasked with hunting down the Jedi and killing her. And if he does, he'll get this Beskar, this Beskar, uh, what, what spear? A I could think of cool piece. Yeah, it that, is from what I gather. And even the, the way the sound when he like hit his yeah. thing, like everything about it was just cool. It's so great, a Veskar. It was, and and I love when he's leaving the village and the guy. Uh, what you guys in the chat? Who is that guy? He's from I believe Aliens, which we've not watched. Or you guys correct me on that one. But he looks at him and he's like, "What is that?" And he's like, is like, is it for good luck? He's like, it's for good luck or something like that. And I just love Baby Yoda's face. He's like, hmm. Like when the guy says that to him, Baby Yoda's kind of like, come on, man. Like, what, what is that? <laughs> um, but but yeah. So it, it it anyways. What are we looking at? Let's see what the chat is saying. Wait a minute. Why do I always hit the wrong one? We'll see. Yeah, she she is. There we go. And, you and, said it perfectly. And, um, yes, Nicole. She is, she is. And I mean, what a warrior and beautiful grace about her. I mean, she has yeah all those all those things. And hey, John. Who where we got? Oh yeah, hello, John. And so, anyways, so they are okay. Here we go. Oh my gosh, that's the guy who played Kyle Reese from Terminator. I did not put that one together. I heard people say he was from Alien, but I didn't realize. Okay, yeah, I didn't know either. I didn't realize that that's the role. Okay, yeah. So I know who he is. I just didn't real. He. I just couldn't put those two together. The, the guy with the bad woman. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because I know you were kind of like trying to recognize him. You thought he was from something. Yes. And okay. So that okay. That is where he's from. Okay. There we go. And there it is. Michael Bean, I believe. Yes, that is his name. His, his real name, obviously. This is why life. we love the chat. Yes, the chat helps us when we are like, uh. <laughs> so it's nice to have the chat. Yes. But anyway, so of course they go off to find Ahsoka. And of course Mando has alternative motives. And I love that you see the owl when Mando, the shot. Of course, this episode was directed and Ridden by Dave Filoni, who, of course, was going to handle his beloved Ahsoka character, who he created. You know, I think episodes like this is why, you know, the saying, in Dave Filoni, we trust. Yes, it is. And he's saying, yeah, he is older, so that's probably why I didn't fully piece him together as, as the guy from Terminator. But, right. But anyways. Happens to the best of us. It is. And, I mean, talk about growth in Dave Filoni as a director. 
Like, this episode is incredible. And you would think this was shot by someone who's been directing live action. Maybe a Deborah Chow who has yeah. already proven herself to be great. And, I mean, he just did an awesome, awesome job. And, I yes, there we go. Is it Morai? Is that the name of the owl? Is that what you're... I believe that. But you see the owl that is always associated with Ahsoka. Or became associated with Ahsoka. And you see her. Or you see the owl. And I just... You know, he puts ba- he puts Baby Yoda down, and then that encounter. As brief as it is, the fight sequence between Ahsoka and Mando was, was great. Yes. It was very brief, but it was awesome. It was. And I just love, you see, oh my gosh. We and how they could kind of go toe-to-toe. You know, him with his armor and his abilities, and then her with her well, obvious. Well, I mean, she, she was going to take him well, in, in yeah. two seconds. But True. But you see how valuable Beskar is. I yes. mean, he he did a Wonder Woman, and yeah. boom, like it stopped a lightsaber for crying out loud. Right. I mean, that was awesome. Where can I get me some of that? Yeah, we need some Beskar. I mean, wow, uh, that that was phenomenal. And then just uh, Bo-Katan sent me. <laughs> uh, I need to talk to you. And I just love how she just so, you know, gets out of warrior mode into, yeah. I hope it's about him. Yeah. And, and looks at, at, baby, at Baby Yoda. And With I such mean, fascination. Yes. And of course, of course, she had been trained by Yoda. So right. he would fascinate her. And then, I mean, talk about just a beautiful scene uh, without even words. When you see uh, Ahsoka sitting there with Baby Yoda at the fire or her little like lamp thing. Yeah. And her just kind of looking at him and you can tell they're communicating. Yeah. It's, it's like a very sweet moment. I thought it is a very sweet moment. And then just There's looking just like an intimacy, you know, bet- I mean, clearly between like intimacy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, intimacy between them. Yes. Between two people that are strong in the force and have this bond through the force. And I love Mando as this dad that he's become He's kind of nervously watching and and kind of pacing, like, what's going on? And it's so... And, and I don't know if anybody else noticed this. Sometimes this might be cheesy, but I thought it was a beautiful shot. Did you notice when she picks him up and, like, the moon is behind them and the trees? Oh, my gosh. Like, it just yes. visually, it was a stunning shot. It was That was absolutely a stunning shot. I believe it was Kathleen Kennedy in the Mandalorian uh, gallery. And she said about Star Wars, she said, all characters, it's like a silhouette. Yeah, you can see the silhouette. That, that is what that was. She said, "You can see the silhouette of a character in Star Wars, and you know who it is." And it's just like that was one of those powerful silhouettes of and Ahsoka so to see and two Baby loved Yoda characters. Oh and my gosh! Like a woman and a child, like in the in the beautiful moon in the background. It was just stunning. It was, and that, like you said, that shot was just so beautiful. And then you have, you have Baby Yoda, who I see his name already in the chat, and we'll get to his name. Um, you have him. It's so sweet. Eventually, he just goes, uh, like, yeah. pick, like, pick me up. And, of course, she does. And he just clearly trusted her. He did. And, and as we've said, at least in our season one breakdowns, uh, the child has such a fantastic sense. Uh, he kind of knows who to trust and who not to trust. It's like he's got good discernment with people. And he just trusts Ahsoka because of their communicating and that shot of her just like cradling him in the moon. It, it was it, sweet. It was so sweet. And of course, then she moves over to talk to, um, to talk to uh, Mando. Talk, to talk to dad. To talk to dad. And I, I was trying to look for Scuba Pete, who had said what I said, basically, that he was like a pacing father. Yes. There. Uh, pacing nervous father. Wrong one. There we go. Pa- yeah. A pacing nervous father. He truly was. Like, I think, you know, he. Thought she was fine, but it's like he just wanted to keep an eye. Yes. And and everyone, yes, yes, Nicole. I mean, everyone just agreeing that that shot was just, it was stunning. So then. Maybe my favorite shot thus far in The Mandalorian. Yes. I mean, just beautiful. As far as like beauty. Like you would love like an artwork, a print of that. Like just awesome. And maybe Baby O's first words would be snips because of Ahsoka. That would be, that would be funny. Um, So anyway, so then Mando's like. Are, are you talking? Can you understand him? Kind of like, I can't, but yeah. can, can you understand him? Can and you enlighten me? Yeah, and just kind of, you know, yes, like through the force. And, of course, this is where we get the name drop, which I was not expecting. Me neither. And she says, Grogu. And we're yeah. just like, at first I was like. And then we get the, who? <laughs> like he, he responds to his name. He's so cute. He's so excited that someone actually knows his name. <laughs> He's like, I've been trying to relay this for like six months and no one's catching it. 
So, you know, he begins to tell, and we get this, we'll turn Baby Yoda around, we get this this very sad backstory of the child, of Grogu, and how cool now that we know that uh, little, and I'm I'm just going to be real, my family, we love nicknames, so I know he's Grogu, and I'm going to try to call him that for the most part, but he's always kind of going to be Baby Yoda. Yeah. Just like, true. we still call her daughter who is Izzy or Isabella, we still call her Biddy. Yeah, so Biddy. She's 13. She's 13. <laughs> so we're probably going to keep Baby Yoda as a nickname. So just FYI, if you hear us saying it. Um, but to hear his backstory and to find out that he was there at the, the Jedi Temple on Coruscant and that somehow he escaped, I guess, during Order 66... And and she says basically that he goes through a time that was it was dark. His yes. memories were dark. Yeah. And it just so then touches you how happy almost little this child has been ever since Mando found him. And it just right. it makes it all the more touching to know what he's already been through in his his life, his short life, considering how long he lives. And just that I mean it's just so cool, and it, and it leads to the possibilities. And you guys in the chat let us know who took him out of the the temple before yeah. Anakin came in and slaughtered the younglings, which he would have been one of. Uh, who did that? And right. I, my guess is on the li- that, that librarian, maybe. We might have her or maybe Yoda himself. Who knows? Right. Because now it seems very likely that, uh, well, our nickname of Baby Yoda, that Grogu, that he... New Yoda, perhaps even yeah. was trained slightly by Yoda, right. as we see in the prequels, uh, Yoda's in their training on the younglings. So it's just so fascinating to know this backstory and to know that he was there when Anakin would have been there. Yes. And Obi-Wan would have been up there at a time. And Fascinating and sad all at the same time, learning his background. And, and then I even had the thought, is it even surprising... That little Groku, that he was able to sneak out of the temple. My I mean, that's exactly. I'm like, if anybody was going to sneak out, uh, what do we always say? He's very, very sneaky. Oh, and and good. Okay, good call, Blue Harvest Vintage Toys, because oh yeah, he says he did look up when Yoda was mentioned. Because, I mean, did you guys just not love it? Was chilling when because the Mandalorian has had such different sounding music from all of Star Wars. So I, I so loved when Ahsoka said that uh, I've only known one more of his species, a great Jedi Master Yoda. And all of a sudden you hear his the, the Yoda theme playing over it. That was it, awesome. It was, just, it was one of those awesome Star Wars moments that we all love. That's just fantastic. Um, I mean, just incredible scene. And, and hearing that music and... As Blue Harvest Vintage Toy said, uh, the child looking up when she mentioned Yoda's name. I ha- I hadn't even noticed that. That's awesome. He said and looks and looks sad. So Aww. he very well. I mean, I think that's inevitable that yeah. he would have known who Yoda was. I mean, I think if you're at the Jedi Temple, you know who Yoda is at that time. I mean, how do you not? Right. It's it's. I mean, he was pretty big up. Uh, let's see, what have we got? Do you think whomever whisked him out of the temple uh, clouded his mind on purpose to protect him? That is a great thought. Yeah, that is interesting. That is very, very interesting. Uh, yes, because that that's a very good point, Scuba Pete, because she says that he basically learned to hide his abilities as survival, as a means, of course, because of after Order 66 and no Jedi being able to be around. Uh, he had to do that to protect himself. Yeah. And we see that with characters like Caleb Doom from Rebels and even Cal Kestis is that his last name from the latest uh, Star Wars Jedi Temple or the video game. So that is a great point, great thought that you said. And let's see, where is, uh, I'm looking through the chat. Where is it? Yes, the Yoda theme from Empire Strikes Back was totally brilliant, Nicole. I mean, just... Just awesome. And Blue Harvest says it's his dad. Well, it could be. I mean. I think we've all had that thought before. We we definitely have. Uh, And as as Scarif Scuttlebutt Podcast says, so much to unpack in this episode. I mean, totally. I mean, that this episode, I again, 
I've never had to, I've never just thought so much. Yeah. I mean, Natalie knows the whole day I kept coming back yeah. with thoughts that I was thinking about from this episode and just the possibilities. Again, who did take the child out or, you know, he might snuck down to someone, they found him and took him out. And where was he then in this gap time? Right. Uh, from from uh, Order 66 to the point of Mando finding him. I mean, my when gosh. kind of chilling in the cave. Yeah, that's, that's over two decades. Right. So what was he doing? Where was he? I mean, that's just... that's were, just. Was he eating frogs to get by? <laughs> I mean, what was going on? But I mean, he would have needed someone to take care of him. Yes. I mean, he's not... He's not self-sufficient at this no. point. So that all so I'm sure we'll begin to get flashbacks maybe down the road. Yes. And they'll begin to fill it. I, w- I would like that. I hadn't thought about that like if we could get some flashbacks and then be able to fill in um to fill in some things just as this episode filled in. So I believe they will just down the road. Um let's see. We got Yaddle disappeared to have kid with Yoda. I've heard that theory. That is definitely that is definitely a possibility and a theory. Um, so anyway, so then we get, of course, we got his name, and I love too when she's like, uh, "Can he use the force?" And Mando's like, "You mean his his powers?" <laughs> and, and she gives him that Yoda kind of that Obi Wan Yoda speech about the force is what gives a Jedi its its power. Like it's an like energy from life everywhere. Yes, it's but... it's all it's in all living things and. That was just an awesome scene, that whole camp or kind of fire scene. And I like how kind of the way she plays it, like she's so sort of patient with Mando, you know, kind yes. of like she, well, you know, she Ahsoka. kind of smiles because it's like she knows that's what people think, but just she, she kind of lovingly explains. Yes. And to me, that's Ahsoka because as Nicole had said before, just so much grace from this character. I mean, yeah. just incredibly. Yes, and that's it's a good word, grace. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's what I was picking up. Just awesome. And as Scarif says, this is a massive setup for things to come. Absolutely. This whole this whole episode is a massive setup, and and not in a way that detours the show, in a way that truly enriched the Mandalorian, but also sets up so many possibilities and things to come. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, and he says Ahsoka's gone through some some SHIT. She has. Yeah, she has. <laughs> she she understands uh, totally. Um, so but, any, you know, sometimes that makes the most well balanced people. I think. It, well, yeah. I mean, it can if they if you let it if they let it. I mean, you understand. And hello to to Med Two for to to Michael from. Hey, Michael. Yes, hello to you. Enjoyed guys. catching a little bit of your show last night. Yes, yeah. He's got lots of shows. Subscribe to Even his channel. Even though I know too. you you weren't Michael, you had a lovely uh, hair piece on, and um, we're looking very nice. <laughs> You'll have to check it out, Michelle. I will have to check this out. It's like what's going on. Um, but anyway, so then we get the next day. The force training scene. And these scenes were so soft and slow, but like so awesome and really enriched the show to me. And you you get, of course, she's like Grogu, like take take the stone. And he's just kind of, you know, she sends it to him. And that was such a cool visual, yes. the stone going to him. And she's like, Break, or send me back the stone, Grogu. <laughs> and I love if you notice Mando's like, He's like, like, he's like, on, he's like, like come on, kid, like, do it. Don't make me look bad here. <laughs> like, listen. And uh, anyways, you and know, he's like, I told you he was stubborn. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I told you he was stubborn. And because he just drops the stone kind of out of just like kind of despair almost. And the way he just looks down, my daughter said, oh, <laughs> yeah, like, like, you so kind of feel bad for him. And of Almost, course, like, like he's, like you said, he's feeling discouraged. Like he's kind of given up maybe on, but I know he can still do that stuff. Scuba seats. Pete says, if Ahsoka had a blue cookie. Now that, <laughs> that would have worked immediately. It, it would have been his very fast. But Mando, which was of course an awesome callback to the beginning of the episode and last season. Yeah, the way they has, tied that in. Has that he happened the, to have it. Has the knob from the beginning and, and it says, Grogu. Like, and, every, and, and Ahsoka, first he says, come on, kid. And Ahsoka's like, Grogu. And his, the child just perks up like, hmm? like he hears his name. And that is so just, it was such a bonding, sweet moment of, you know, if you want it, uh, get it, it's yours. And then this, boom. and as I said on our Twitter, this is Star Wars version or a Jedi's version of a father and son playing catch. Exactly. <laughs> it really is. Go. 
And it, well, and it was sweet too, you know, when she tries that and then she's like, why don't you try? He has a strong attachment to you. And once again, it's just it is sweet. Because that is the heartbeat of the show. Yeah. Their bond, their relationship. And I would dare say this kind of goes back to even a conversation we had with the Scarif Scuttlebutt podcast about how Star Wars is so good of kind of tying in free will and destiny. And it's like, I, I truly am beginning to believe, like, it was the will of the Force that Mando find the child. Yes. Like, they're, like it truly was destiny, I believe, for them to come together. I wholeheartedly believe that, like, in different ways, they need each other. They do. Like, you see the child. It's, it's not only the child needing him. It's like something in Mando's heart needed to be filled Yes. Had, had a baby Yoda-sized hole. He had, he had a he had a ba- he had a fever, and the only prescription was Grogu. It's Grogu, it's and, and they found it, and it just seems like the will of the Force that they found one another, and that's why. Obviously, I've said this. You guys have heard me say this. They're not going to be separated ever long term. I just don't see that happening. That would defeat the purpose of the show. Like they need one another, and so of course she says, "I can't train him." Because you guys have such a strong attachment, and I've seen what, what a strong attachment can do to the very best of us. And, of yes. course, referring to Anakin, her right. her Jedi master or that was over her. And Things went a little bit south in his life. They did go a little bit south in his life. And and that's why we'll get into that later in possibility. And hello to that, that monkey lizard, hello, Salacious Rome. Hello, monkey Rome. lizard. And he said Filoni brought it home. Absolutely. He Filoni did. brought this home. He landed the ship. Yes, he, he totally. I mean, just definitely. It it was awesome. So, hey, David. I don't know if we've said hi to you. I see your name there. Yes, hello. And um, so anyway, so of course he says he can't train, and then you hear Mando as much as he doesn't want to give this child. He's like, but but you know, kind of but 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 he's got to. Yeah, like you've got to do this because Mando wants what's best for this kid at this point, and you know sees that he has these abilities and knows that he needs to be trained. So Ahsoka, of course, as is the way the show goes, uh, I'll help I'm you gonna, out. I'm going to need a favor. <laughs> well, I think he offers it, doesn't it? Like, they sent me to kill you, but, like, I'll help you out with this village well, I if think, you train the child. I think basically she had said, you know, no, I'm not going to take him and train him. And then, yeah, and then she's like, well, but isn't she kind of like, I will if, you know. Well, no, he brings it up. And, okay. then, and then she agrees to it. When he says, and 2Med2 says, if there was only a place we could talk about our crazy theories. Yes, that is kind of called YouTube, guys. It's it's yeah. where we speculate, and it's fun. Maybe we should and just awesome. have a crazy theory live stream. We really should. Just oh. bring it all to the table. <laughs> all the, the bizarre <laughs> theories. So anyways, of course, so that sets up them going. And I love he says, a Jedi, or a Mandalorian and a Jedi, who would see it coming? So it sets up this final battle and we'll kind of briefly, I mean, briefly touch on that and get to more theories and things like that. But that whole final battle was just awesome. I mean, Ahsoka yes. just jumping up on the roof and just deflecting the... Once again, the clever way they played it, like she had killed him. Yes, yes. That was that was very smart. She's got a piece of his best car to prove it. Yes. Yeah, that was awesome. And her whole just... They they found a way for it to feel like the cartoon to me. The way she yeah. jumped up and def- and was deflecting with her sabers. I mean, it was just fantastic. So I mean, she's just an incredible fighter. She is. I mean, so skilled. I mean, she really is like a ninja slash Jedi. Like she's just got mad skills. Well, I mean, that's what the Jedi were really based off the, the samurai yeah. and that that type and that this whole episode, mind you, has that vibe. I mean, think of the lady that she goes into. Uh, like, oh, when, it definitely had an yeah. Asian vibe, which I thought was cool because we haven't really seen that before. In fact, I would say this because I actually recently during the the coat, what I think when we were in law. Lockdown. I rewatched uh, Kill Bill Volume One and Two. The final Kill Bill the, the final scene where Ahsoka walks in to face the magistrate. It so reminded me of Kill Bill, where Uma Thurman uh, faces off versus Lucy Liu at the very end. And yes. It's these two strong females yes. and with swords and kind of well, in that case, it was to the death, but. But it, it it so had those kind of... Uh, the way they face off, like, she takes her, like, yes. jacket off. It's kind of like, let me take my ear. <laughs> <laughs> like, they face <laughs> off with, the you know, with the, this strong uh, kind of samurai-type vibes. And that whole fight, I you know, some people are like, of course Ahsoka could have taken her very easy. 
But we find out that she she needed something. She yes. wasn't trying to kill this woman. She right. needed information. At which point it brings us to the just bizarre, uh, you know, talk about another speculating thing. It brings us to this awesome uh, qu- or comment she makes of where is Grand Admiral Thrawn? And we're all like, <gasps> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> like, oh my. Like, I mean, that was just one of those, I didn't expect to hear that name yes. in this episode. And it's dropped. And so we find out that's who she's trying to track, which correlates to the end of, of Rebels, which of course Dave Filoni made. So that was just awesome. And let's see. Uh, yes, awesome yes. Western and Samurai feel. The duel was amazing. Yes, Nicole, totally. And Kill Bill yes, vibes. Because with, totally. uh, with Mando and the other guy, too, and the way he tried to slightly, like, put his gun down and then, like, quickly, you know, draw. Well, and that's and what... Mando's, you know, kind of like so Indiana fast. Jones, like... <laughs> well, and that's where Craig S. says the gun... You've got... So you've got the Western and you've got the Samurai, which really is Star Wars. Right. In, in a way. And what George Lucas kind of had in mind and was inspired by. So, because you do, theirs was such a classic Western standoff. Yes. Mando and and the guy who I now know was from The Terminator. Like, there ain't um, room for the two of us. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, Mando, dang, like, w- would Han be able to shoot first on Mando? Right. I mean, Mando is he quick. He is fast. He is fast to that gun. <laughs> I mean, that was pretty awesome. So... Let's see, Mark Shabby Geek says, when she said Thrawn, my head fell off. <laughs> I mean, it was just kind of one of those moments of, who saw this? I didn't see that one coming in this. I really didn't. I was already so blown away with everything else we got that it was just like, wow. And Blue Harvest Samurai based as with Star Wars originally was Seventh Samurai all comes full circle. Yes. Very cool. I mean, yeah. it's just so awesome the way they've done this. I mean, totally. And Oh, hello. Yes, hello to you. Hello. How, how are you? I, we hope, glad you're joining in. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was just, this episode, I mean, just fantastic. And, of course, she defeats the woman with her one saber, which I'm sure she'll get the other white saber back. And, but anyways, so that's kind of how it ends. And they're able to free the village, free the prisoners. And that man is, you know, be able to come back the leader of this this village and Ahsoka, you know, basically Mando's like, I'll go get the kid. Well, and you knew that leader was a good guy when he basically is about to run out. Like, even though he probably knows he's yes. going to be killed. But just because he sees such wrong being done when he's they're about to kill those prisoners. And then, of course, in true Star Wars fashion in the nick of time, <laughs> Mando, you know, Mando shows, shows up. up to save the day. Yeah, that was a good thing. That was a good moment. So, of course, Ahsoka sits there and, uh, you know, watches Mando go off to get the child at which point he goes back to the child and the child is sleeping and he's like, wake up kid. It's time. It's time to go. And, and that, this, that scene honestly kind of broke my heart because it did. Did you not think it implied he kind of spent like some time like just oh. kind of sitting with them and like, cause you know, it almost be like you were giving up a child for adoption. Like, you know, like say, I mean, it just kind of broke my heart a little bit. Well, that's where I was going to say, um, and who was in the chat earlier, Radio Rebellion. I was listening to him this morning and he brought up how he tells Ahsoka, I'll bring him to you. And yeah. clearly so much time has passed. Ahsoka comes to him because there you go. Because, they, they just, it kind of, the camera work, it seemed like he had spent quite a bit of time because you even see him like he's there and you see him kind of fixing his shirt, like fixing him. And it's just like, you can tell like Mando cannot say goodbye. Yeah. Like this is his child. Like, he can't, he is his father, he can't say goodbye to this kid, and that's where... And it's like, out of his love, he's trying to, like, do what would give him is. the best life. But as much as he, I think, maybe he doesn't even want to admit to himself how attached he is and how much he loves and cares for this little guy. He is, and if you guys go back, this is when, if you're watching on YouTube, when we just were podcast only, when we broke down my favorite episode of season one, which was chapter three, there's a moment where Mando is uh, Baby Yoda's kind of waking up, or Grogu, and Mando is totally blocked in. It's right before the Mandalorians come and save the day. And they have this moment where they just look at each other. And it's like, from yeah. if you remember that scene, yeah. and, and it's like Baby Yoda's all wrapped up, but he kind of begins to open up and he coos. 
And it was like from that moment, you just to get emotional. You just knew like that, like they're together. Yeah, like like he's like they're in it to win it. Like it was they are a pair, and like they've been through so much together in sort of a short amount of time. It was like that moment though in chapter three. It was like they're not being separated. It's until death do them part. Like like they're not being separated. And I mean, this scene was just the way this ended. This season, I mean, episode ended. It was just, I mean, absolutely fantastic. And so what Ahsoka said, you know, we're all thinking and we all, you know, you're like a father to him. Yes. Yes, totally. Yeah. It pulled at the heartstrings. Uh, it really did. They like, do. Big time. I mean, they just, they have this special bond. And and that's where, of course, man, uh, Ahsoka, as you said, says you're like a father to him. And, uh, you know, she says, I cannot train him. because yeah. Basically because of the attachment thing, which I think it's one of those, even though he kind of, he kind of combats it a little. I think it was massive relief. Right. Like, like, cause deep down he knows like he can't it's get like, rid of the child. And so of course she tells him to go, uh, and someone, my brain just went blank on Yeah. The, I'd forgot to where t- she says tight, to go sit on it's, a hill. It's not like Titan. That's, 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 that's Avengers. Um, Titus or you guys in the chat, let us know. I just went blank on it of where she tells him to go. And she tells him it kind of, uh, Yes, Mando and Groku have a force connection. Ahsoka told Mando to reach out, and he did. Yes, yeah, that that's a good point. Um, yeah, uh, definitely. I think, yeah, I think we all want them to. Yes, to say they're. I believe they're gonna stick together. I said that in our last episode that I believe. Or no, when we talked with Charlie Skywalker. Yeah. I said, which was more just kind of theories. I said that I believe Baby Yoda. Actually, I believe he will be the. Kind of the first kind of Jedi Mandalorian since the the one who had the dark saber, like Ooh, I, I think he yeah. that's how it will kind of end is really where I think it's going. Because Be- I told Michelle, it's like I I obviously more than anything I want him to stay with with Mando, but it's like at the same time I want him to be able to use the Force, uh, just because like who wouldn't want to if you could. You know, so it's like, how are we going to find a way for those two things to happen at the same time? Well, and that gets us to when Ahsoka... Yeah, we're kind of getting into our possibly when, maybe next when, when Ahsoka tells him to go and to go to that, that, that planet. Oh, there we go. Typhon. There we go. Yes. That is it. Yes. Thank you, Salacious Rum. And, and subscribe to Salacious Rum yes. channel, too. If um, you like monkey lizards. I mean, who doesn't? Well, he does good reviews, so yeah. check him out, too. But so he goes there to this ancient uh, Jedi temple and he tells him as, thank you, RFB, you totally put that there for, yeah. He tells him to put him on the scene stone, which I don't know, to me, it reminded me of The Last Jedi where, where Luke and Rey are at the top of that. And in fact, in fact, Luke calls out to, um, to Leia up yeah. there with that stone. Right. And through the force, it's like a, a call that goes out to her. Yeah. Um, so that's what it remind me of. And basically that when he goes up there, a call will be sent out in the force, like, and it could send, which it could send maybe a dark side user, I guess. I don't know, but I don't think it will, but it will send someone possibly who's force sensitive. So yes. now, so now we lead into kind of speculating of like, who is this going to be? And for starters, I could kind of see, okay, as we move into maybe next week, possibly, possibly on The Mandalorian and beyond that, really. Yeah. Okay, I, we discussed this with Charlie Skywalker. I would not be shocked at all if Baby or Grogu, if he... It's going to take some time. It is. Plus, I, I, he's going to be a nickname of Baby Yoda. He just yeah. is. And someone says a special, a special, hel- a special helmet will be needed. Yes, it will be for him to be a Mandalorian because <laughs> of those ears. Yes. Um, but I think there's a strong possibility that Grogu gets captured by uh, Moff Gideon. Maybe next episode. Maybe they get like they just get swarmed because there is a be- a tracking beacon on their ship. Right. And he gets the cho- or Grogu next episode. I think that is a possibility that maybe that happens and Mando with his team of Kara, Grief, and probably um, Bo-Katan is able to get back yes. the child by the end of the season. And if that is the case, I bet the end of the season ends with them either going off to find the Jedi Temple and or them at the Jedi Temple and him calling out right or as as ahsoka said he gets to pick his path yes like does he want to or not kind of thing 
So I could see and that happening. And I want happening. him to want to, but I want him to stay with Mando. Well, here's my Put thing. Put him in quite the predicament. Here is my thing. Who is going to call out to, I mean, who is going to answer that call? Because right now, we know of the Jedis I know of that are alive. We have, uh, I'll go from least, well, okay. So we have Ezra, who, Ezra may be, is he still with Thrawn from how the way Rebels ended? Is that why Ahsoka's trying to find Thrawn? Uh, so maybe, uh, maybe Ezra's a possibility or maybe not yet, because maybe Ezra is still wherever Thrawn is. And guys, don't shoot me, but Ezra is the redheaded guy, correct? No, Ezra is no. from Rebels. He's got blue hair. But it blackish blue. I messed that one up. But but anyways, and we're gonna get to Mark Shabby's geeks. Uh we're gonna get to his in a second. But so you could it could exactly, be Ezra. Mark. It could be Ezra. It could be Cal from the Jedi game, who would still be alive. Or could oh, I was reading Nicole's comment. Yes, nobody hurts the child. Oh heck no. Yeah. No. No. The Heads child, will roll. The, and I will say this, because I do think it's a strong possibility that the child gets captured for a time. Yes. Um, at some point, maybe before the end of the season or a cliffhanger to end the season, which I think he'll. I think it will be resolved by the end of the season. Personally, that's just kind of the way the show seems to go. Right. Um, but he, here's the thing about ba- uh, the child getting captured. Uh, think of how many people in Star Wars have gotten captured and they're perfectly fine. Leia got captured, uh, Luke got captured, Han got captured, uh, Ray got captured, Poe got captured, Finn got captured. It's kind, it's kind of a good way to up the ante and then resolve it later. Yeah. And, and usually, well, I mean, it, when you had to wait in between movies, that was a while, but... Well... Like well, Han Solo. So Han was the worst. Yes. I mean, that was the worst. But the others, it got resolved pretty quickly. Yes. They were able to get him back. So right. I think that's kind of how this will go. But will they... Okay, the third possible candidate for to find the child, calling out, and as as Salacious Crumb Rum says, it's got to be Luke. Gosh, I would love um, that. Yes, and it was it was Mark Shabby Geek who said, "Please let it be yes, Luke." Yes, that would be awesome. That would be incredible. Um, I mean, I, that that is where, like I said, the possibilities of what this this episode has done are freaking endless. They're endless. <laughs> I mean, we see how I never thought, you know, years ago I would see a live action Ahsoka Tano and yeah. we got that and it was, it was awesome and I want to see more. Right. Because, and I think we're going to see more. You don't bring in Rosario Dawson to do this beloved character for one episode. For one episode and never see her again. No. They, this episode, as much as it perfectly worked in The Mandalorian, set up Ahsoka Tano's uh, standalone uh, show. That's yeah. what it, it's going to be. Her finding Grand Admiral Thrawn, probably with Sabine Wren, and it was probably, a great preview that tied in. To it the was, show it was, and I think what they're building, she could be back maybe next season or the next. Yeah, um, and make appearances in it. Definitely. So I think that would. I think you can see her again, but I think they and and as somewhat as Nicole, yes, there is the possibility of Samuel Jackson with Mace. I I do know that because he did basically say, you know, he said he said Jedi have been known to fall from high places and survive. Oh yeah, yeah. And the rule is, guys, as we say with Stranger Things or anything else, no body, no death. That is the rule <laughs> when it comes to TV. That is totally the rule. So he is a possibility, but I think we all the one that makes the most sense in this time frame is Luke Skywalker. And that would just be so phenomenal if somehow you get, to me, you got to get young Sebastian Stan, who is a part of the Disney family and already on Disney+. And I mean, if they do that and do it well, it might save the whole Star Wars franchise. I mean, it would bring back, I think, all I the mean, people. I mean, no pressure. But... <laughs> it would bring back all the people, like our brother, who, yeah, who did we, not like. We speak from experience. Who did not like the sequel trilogy or right. well, specifically how tre- how Luke was handled. <laughs> it's like Luke is his favorite, you know, yeah. as with many people. Yes, so I think that would just be, it'd be absolutely fantastic if they bring in young Luke. And, I mean, my gosh, it would just be... Interesting, yeah. The title, The Jedi. Abs- absolutely. Okay, okay, so for those of you listening podcasts, I said this recently. I said that Star Wars has a, a and I said this about this episode, that Star Wars has a, a way of their titles have dual meanings. yes. Revenge of the Sith was both about Palpatine, but also Anakin becoming Vader. 
um, let's see, Return of the Jedi is both Luke, but also Vader becoming Anakin and becoming a Jedi in that final moment. The Rise of Skywalker is both Kylo Ren becoming, um, becoming, uh, Back to Ben Solo and Rey becoming a Skywalker, taking the name Skywalker. The Last Jedi is both about Luke Skywalker and Rey taking the mantle. So I absolutely believe that... I'm impressed. I absolutely believe that the Jedi, I would say it's dual meaning. I, I would say it's both Ahsoka and the child. Because I know Ahsoka says she's not a Jedi, but let's be real. Ahsoka is more of a Jedi than anyone who had ever walked through the Jedi Temple. If like, she's not a Jedi, I don't know what it is. If she's not a Jedi, no one is a Jedi. Like, right. she is a Jedi. So I think it's dual meaning, but I think the child will definitely be a Jedi by the end of this, this series, or on his way to being a Jedi, is, is what I think. So you guys, it seems that most of you guys would like the end, would like for it to be Luke. Um, so it, I, I, think, I think that would just be fantastic if it's Luke. And here's the thing about Luke. Will Luke care so much about this this child's strong attachment to his father figure? I don't think so. Because Luke did not, he did not get raised at the Jedi Temple like Ahsoka did. He did not have all these strict rules instilled in him. In fact, it is Luke's attachment to his father and his father's attachment to his son that overthrew the Empire. Right. So if anything, he knows that attachment, yes, can be perverted... But it also, it can be love a great that, tool. it can be love that, that saves and redeems and can be good. I think so. And, and plus, I do not get any vibes. I know that, that Ben went off with Luke, but at no point from anything I've read or seen, do I get the feeling that Luke was like, okay, Ben, you can no longer talk to Leia or Han ever again. Right. Exactly. So I don't think Luke went that route. So I think, I think that if it's Luke... Th- there's your solution. He's not going to try to make them pick, right. pick A or B. Pick this path or that path. No, it's like, no, let's just mesh the paths. Because, you know, it's like we've said many times, the thing about the original trilogy, it was, you know, that's kind of what Star Wars became. It is about attachments and yes. relationships and caring for other people and sometimes putting them ahead of yourself. Because even what is, what is, the, what is the emperor say to Luke? He says it is your it is your trust in your friends that will be your undoing. Right. And it's literally his trust in his friends that overturns the empire. Yes. Like there is attachment all throughout the The devil is a liar. Yeah, all throughout the 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 original trilogy, there is attachment. Yes. Uh Luke that's why Luke attacks Vader at the end. He's att- he's attached to his sister and it gets threatened. Yes. And that's why of course why Vader says no and throws him over the shaft because of that attachment to his son. Yeah, so ultimately. I, so I think that's how that's going to go. But I mean, my gosh, guys, this episode the possibilities are just, they're endless. What an episode. I mean, this episode is phenomenal. And I think it's one of those that, like, the more you watch, the more you'll probably pick up little things. What, what Sc- Scuba feet. What is love? Baby, Baby don't, don't hurt, hurt me. me. <laughs> don't hurt me no more. <laughs> you guys know... Thank you, Scuba Pete, for giving us the song of the day. It's it, it makes me think of a night at the Roxbury always. <laughs> We're not on the same beat on that one, but we'll have to work on that. <laughs> That's actually what Michelle and I do on the weekends. Yes, yeah, it's it's yeah, we, we do that. Um but yeah, so it's just it's just this episode's just phenomenal and I just am so excited about the future and I just think I just think this season has been awesome. And I think it, it's been so uniquely different from season one. Yes. But yet it's kept the core of what is the show. And it the two lead characters are the Mandalorian and are Grogu, the, the child. The child. That and, and the heartbeat of this show is their father and son bond that has been formed and is forming. And I just think there's so many awesome possibilities. It's a beautiful thing. It truly is. And secondary, you know, secondary characters, you know, like Grief and uh, and Cara Dune, I want to see them. Soon. Yes. Well, and I, I want to see them hopefully next episode. And I, I don't know if we'll see them next episode, but I believe they'll be in the final two episodes. Yes. Because, okay, because long story short, I do think there's a solid chance that the, in the next episode, at the end, the child is taken 
with Moff Gideon because we know that the child Michelle is, is preparing us. I'm I'm preparing that that's a possibility <laughs> that our hearts may be broken by the end of next week. But as I said, don't worry, the child's gonna be fine. And fear not. We'll be all right. Yeah, we'll be all right. Maybe not. Maybe he gets taken at the very final. I, I really don't want that. Don't even say it. I don't want to have to go like 10 months with no. the child being with Moff Gideon. I just. No. Of having to think about that. I just, I don't want to deal with that. Heck to the no. So I think hopefully they get this resolved. But if he does get captured for a time, which I think he may. Um, I think hopefully they get this resolved. But it was someone, you guys in the chat, you can let me know. I saw on Twitter, someone who works on the show said, basically prepare yourself. The next three episodes are going to be a roller coaster. Oh, I, I can only imagine. So I think, I mean, we're in, we're, uh, we're in uncharted territory. Yeah. We've not seen any footage of what's coming next from the trailers. And I just think it's going to be, I think, again, I've said this. If you guys want to go back and watch our discussion with um, Charlie Skywalker, we had, I mean, a fantastic discussion about what we think is coming in The Mandalorian. And I just think we're, we're leading up to a, an epic end. Yes, is I really, do too. It's absolutely what I think. An epic showdown. Yeah. Yeah. Like it could get intense in the best way possible. It's going to be intense. But I, I do believe we're going to get an Ahsoka spinoff show from what we got. And I think Ahsoka will probably appear again at some point in the show. I don't think in this season. I think in the next. Oh, Last thing I kind of want to say before we close. I believe... Okay. Yes. Uh, yes. Hal Heckle, I guess if I'm saying his name, I bought... Heckle or... Heckle, Heckle told us the next three chapters are going to be a roller coaster ride. Okay. So thank you, RFB. And um, yeah, I mean, I think I, I'm, I'm preparing. I'm preparing for a roller coaster ride for sure. But I just... Emotionally. Think, yes. Yeah. Emotionally, it'll be a roller coaster ride. Um, but I do think, I think we'll see Ahsoka. Okay. What I was going to get at the final kind of thought. We now know how Mando is going to be able to withstand the dark saber because he was given the spear by Ahsoka at the very end of the episode. It's all lining up. It is. The stars are aligning. We're all beginning to see what's coming together. So I think that's going to happen and he's going to be able to withstand that dark saber and I have a feeling Bo-Katan's going to end up with that Darksaber by the end of the season. Yes. That's kind of what I'm thinking here. So I I think it's going to be awesome. Um, let's see. What do we got? Oh, boy. He's going to the... I mean, I, I think they're going to... I th- I have a feeling they're going to set in the season, both kind of concluding, but also setting something up yes. that's awesome. It's kind of what As I think. As they should. As they should. But yeah, that that's kind of it. Is there anything else that you kind of want to say, Natalie? I mean, I just think for our first job, this was an incredible episode. Gave us so much backstory on the child and just just so awesome to see this beloved character in live action and it for, for it to work the way it did. Uh, well, I think, you know, and I think some will agree with me. I think this was one of the best episodes of The Mandalorian of the two seasons, just Total. It was yeah. one of the best, one of the strongest episodes. I mean, it was it was fantastic. And, and just so many... Okay, it combined both action with these soft kind of still moments. Like a, yes. like we said, Ahsoka in the, you know, like holding you could, you the could, child. You know, still, there was action, but you could slow down and breathe, you know, at times. Like in just the, the emotional aspects of yes. it. Yes, there was a lot of weight to this episode. Yes. And, and as we said, and we'll probably get in in another video... The possibilities that have been opened are just endless with this episode. I mean, it's just it, it just literally opened Pandora's box in a fun way. Yeah, Salacious, honestly, yeah. Yeah, Salacious, for those of you listening, he said that some of the best Star Wars, period. Right. I, I agree. Yeah. I mean, it was truly fan-freaking-tastic. <laughs> it, it was wonderful. I wasn't expecting fan freaking tastic And guys, Steve and Pete, how many hoots? Okay, Natalie, how many hoots does this episode get? Oh, girl, you already know this gets five hoots. This gets five hoots. It's that For those of you listening, that is how we now rate yes. our... And shout out to Charles from Conversations Podcast. Who gave us the idea with his uh, hoot and a half comments yes. a while back. So it gets it gets five hoots. I mean just just absolutely fantastic. But we probably repeat five five hoots. Five hoots. Absolutely. Absolutely five hoots. And as he said, it is a space western. Totally. totally. He says <laughs> five five space bananas. Yeah. I mean yes. it, it it is. It's just it's awesome. 
And so we'll probably, guys, if you guys are interested, we'll probably do a, a live string or a video off the possibilities of what could come out yeah. of this at some point. So definitely, we'll do that. But but thank you for joining to the chat and for tuning into this episode of Force of Light Entertainment. We appreciate you joining the conversation. Encourage you to check out some of our more episodes. Also, for those of you who have not yet, go ahead and hit the subscribe button and give the video a thumbs up. Yes, and also please. subscribe to us on podcasts, but we appreciate you guys. I want to give a shout out to, let's see, uh, any world but ours. We will be on his show next Sunday. So hello. Oh, awesome. Yes, hello to you. Hello. So we, we, will, we will tweet out and give you guys more info on that. But yeah, next Sunday we will be on with him and discussing Star Wars. So that will be awesome. Yes. But yes, uh, if you want to reach out to us, you can find us on Twitter at Force of Light Entertainment and Instagram there also. We love you too. Yes, thank you, Blue Harvest. We love you too. And uh, you can find me as Michelle34Smith on each, Natalie. And I'm Natalie R. Grace on Twitter and NatLovesBella07 on Instagram. So check us out. Oh, final thing. Let's... Uh, I mean, Ahsoka literally bops the child's nose. I mean, right there, you knew you knew it was getting five hoots. And yeah. I, here's my shirt. I, I've got Baby Yoda on today. Or, or I need one. Yeah, she does need one. I mean, it's it's just the bop of the nose alone made it five hoots. It did. So, so fantastic episode. But we appreciate you all. And again, join the conversation. And next time, let's talk some more. Mandalorian and entertainment. But remember, guys, and those of you in the chat and listening, this is the way. This is the way. <laughs> All right. See you guys. Thank you for joining the chat. Thank and you. Those we of love you, you guys. Yes. You guys make it awesome every time. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you, guys. See you. Bye. Bye.